0: Hey, DJs, I need to tell you about MyBookie.ag. They are the industry's best online sportsbook and casino. And boy, do they have a deal for you. Sign up now. Using the promo code AbsoluteDgen and the fine folks at MyBookie will match you dollar for dollar up to 1,000 smackaroos. That is extra money you can bet on. NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and of course. And of course, horse racing. Horse racing's offered at MyBookie, too. Major League Baseball, because baseball is back in full swing. And we want you all to hit a grand slam. And a trifecta. By betting
1: winning and getting paid with my boogie absolute sports betting degeneracy
0: hey everybody arch here and i've got a very special guest with me andrew from two minutes to post andrew what's going on
2: i am doing very well thank you for having me on this is exciting oh i'm excited to have you
0: uh, so you are how how best to describe you horse racing handicapper or
2: uh yeah horse racing handicapper and enthusiast
0: I mean, you can tell by the accent you're gonna be a horse racing enthusiast right is just- <laughs> the, the thick new york accent is
2: gonna you know come on strong sometimes if you get me heated <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. So, <laughs> do you actually do projections or you just ask like your cousin Vinny? what's what's the word on the street
2: pretty much i mean Vinny sometimes calls me from belmont you know and, and he's like uh don't bet the todd pletcher horse you know the horse is like two degrees below celsius today don't don't bet him. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, then, then at that point, I have to adjust the algorithms I,
0: in real time. The Vinny, the <laughs> Vinny factor. I got you. Exactly. So the no, Vinny factor. seriously, two minutes to post is a hell of a horse racing site. And you guys do some amazing work over there. Some amazing projections. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How'd you get started with all this? Well, with two minutes to post, it
2: essentially is my brother and I, right? And Every year, it's our family tradition. We go to Saratoga. We've been going, you know, I mean, my family's been going since before I was born. So that's how we entered into the horse racing well, uh, realm. And we've been involved ever since, right? And, and we just stuck with it. And then one year, we were going to Saratoga. We were probably like two or three weeks out. And my brother said that he's going to write a code to predict horse racing right? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and he, he did a few things and I was watching, and he's looking at the pride probabilities and somehow, you know, we're getting stats and, and what we can adjust and tweak. And as he's doing this, I was like, not, you have to include that. You have to account for if the track condition changes, you have to do that. You have to do that. And then as he progressed in the coding, I was like, "I want to give this a shot." <laughs> so I made my own algorithm. At the same time he was, I don't know how to code, at, at least at the time I didn't know how to code, and he did. so I was feeding him information, and okay. it took us a little while, but we developed something about halfway through the summer, and we were just we put something out there on the Internet on Facebook just to see if, if some people were interested in it, and people were. And we talked about it and said, hey, look, maybe we will take a shot and start a business and see how it goes. And we did. And the first version of the algorithms were just on like a PDF form. Right. And we didn't know how to develop an app yet. We had to get developers and go through that whole process. And eventually we got there and then. You know, the issue of getting our data, and we get all of our data from Equibase, and they've been fantastic through the whole process. And we made an agreement, and since then, that was late 2017, early 2018, and, and we're still kicking.
0: Wow, good job. So your brother, which one, which one of you is the smart one? You or, or your... Or <laughs> Sensitive subject. I oh. am always the smartest. I gotcha. I gotcha. So he's the better looking one. Is that what we gather from the I don't even know. I think oh. I am be better
2: looking also.
0: He's 0 for 2. <laughs> no, my brother,
2: he's a genius you know, with, with everything and coding and the data that we receive. So he keeps me, he keeps me level-headed. Gotcha. Because we get, we get such large data feeds and... I'm all up in the data, right? There's so many statistics per horse. And I, I mean, we're always trying to improve things and look in different ways on how to do something or some of our customers will email us and ask us to do something if we can do it or find a better way to do it. We'll do that. And there comes a point where sometimes too much information can be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm of the mindset where I like a lot of info and sometimes my brother... You know, keeps me keeps me at bay. Like, sometimes it's just too much. It's right. too complicated.
0: Paralysis analysis, yeah. 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 No. Well, do you do any other gambling? Are you a sports bet, or do you hit the tables? Anything like that? Not, I guess not really. If we go to the casino,
2: uh, I'll, I'll play craps. I'll play blackjack. Uh, depending on the group I'm with, you know, we'll get to the casino and throw 100 on black or 100 on red. <laughs> depending, on, depending on the group. You know, yeah. yeah. So a hundred on black if we're if we're looking to party. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's the key <laughs> 100 right there. On, and a hundred on red if we're looking for love. Or somebody's <laughs> looking for love. I think that's usually where we go. N-
0: not about horse racing at all. I just want to ask your just opinion. Are there such thing as cold or hot tables in craps? I know that that's always a debate among gamblers. If that is even a thing.
2: Oh man, I mean, I love a craps table where there's a ton of energy, mm-hmm. and you just get the vibe that. Someone is going to go on a streak, and and pass you know seven times. But yeah, I mean it's craps. I have no idea. You throw that dice. Someone's got a crooked arm and and throws it in the right direction seven times in a row. God bless you. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do think that there are hot and cold tables. I just, I, but you can't mathematically, I don't think, prove it. It's just, it just is what it is. So
2: yeah, it's it's a phenomenon. Yeah. It is, it is what it is.
0: Just don't pass so. the dice setters, and you're going to make a lot of money. That's always my advice. <laughs> All right so you know i actually full disclosure i am a paying customer right now of two minutes to post i've been using you guys for a few weeks now and it's mind-blowing the amount of data you guys throw at us so mm-hmm. like for a horse racing noob like me if i if i subscribe to two minutes to post where should i start looking what should, where would i begin because there's so much
2: well thank you for subscribing first yeah. of all we appreciate that um i mean if, if you're starting out You know, some, if you're newer to the game or if you're interested, the first place would be to start with the algorithms, right? And then go into 2M2P Insight, which is basically a summarized past performance program, like a one sheet plus the algorithms, right? And most of the time, right? If you're getting into horse racing, the data, like you said, just becomes too much. And we've taken, with the algorithms, we've taken, all of those statistics and past performances and for, for each horse, like I said, there's about 160 stats per horse, right? And it could be overwhelming if you open up a racing program and you're just starting and it looks like a bunch of hieroglyphics written in, in 1300 BC, right? Yeah. Stats are flying off the page. You don't know where to start. You don't know where to look. So the algorithms take care of all of that. So at least when you go into it, you can say, okay. These guys have handicapped the card for me already. And on top of that, the statistics, the hit percentages for each algorithm are there. So you know exactly how we perform, right? Yeah. And as you mature, I guess, through the race card and you start picking up on nuances of the game, you can use 2M2P Insight, which again is the summarized past performance program. And you could see where or why the algorithms land on certain horses. And whatnot and if you're starting it's a great tool to learn because when you do eventually and I encourage you to go into the programs right and and start making your own opinions etc but when you do start learning you can look at the program and the algorithms at the same time and again and just make conclusions on why the algorithms are landing on certain horses and then once you pick up on it you start seeing it and and you get a feel for the game but the learning curve it's is steep and it's, it's difficult, but at least right there off the bat you can get the handicapping out of the way and then begin to make some, to make bets, huh. right? And it's a two-step process. There's a handicapping process and there's a betting process. Sometimes you're, our top pick it's just the odds are not there and there's nothing wrong with passing. So, and to, so your listeners that are new or you know, that are interested in horse racing, that's a good place to start. You can get the information on our website. We're available on TVG. We're also available on HPIBet.com. And there's a lot of information on our website that could probably help you also. But that's a place to start. And me personally, if you're just doing win bets, and, and again, keep, if you do dive into it, keep the bets small or just practice. Don't even bet at all. And just see where you land as you're learning. And
0: you know, what were you saying, Arch? You oh, gonna say? I was going to say that's some really good advice. Yeah, I love to practice <laughs> before I do anything. I yeah, need to understand do, it before I...
2: Exactly. I practice all the time. I mean, I, in the, my brother taught me to code a little bit. So now when I get, when I get on some angle, I'll run it through the system as <laughs> much as I can just to see you know, where, where I end up. But as a tip, you know, I like horses that if it's our top pick and you know it hits, let's say, 30% of the time, which at most tracks they do, I'll look for odds at three to one, right? If, if, I get, if I get three to one or better,
0: I'll make that bet. But if it tips toes below, you're kind of shying away. Yeah.
2: You know, if you see it like dipping to two to one or nine to five, I kind of just shy away and just say, look, it is what it is. It's not in the cards and, and I'll move on. But it's a good foundation to start with. And as you become more experienced and what we encourage is you develop some sort of of a handicapping process, right? And as you learn the information, as you start absorbing the data a little bit better, in the morning or whenever you start handicapping, you'll have, you know, this is how I'm gonna approach every race and you follow your process and make it, you can make a list of the horses you think that are gonna win the race, let's say. Then you can look at the algorithms and say, okay, some of these races were similar, some were not. Is there a reason why? Maybe I should take another look. And then you can do that throughout the whole card. And then step two would be, how do you bet this? And Arch, I'm sure we're going to talk about this yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's my
0: next question yeah. to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, betting, betting in horse racing is awesome. If you're not familiar with it, there are so many different bets. The wagering menu, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. But if you're starting out, I'd start win bets... Win place bets, meaning your horse comes in first or second. Keep it small. You can bet two horse win bets if you want. And, you know, just to dip your toes in the water. But at least if you're handicapping and then trying to figure out bets, just make it a process where you have a plan. And that's what some of our newer users, we try to tell them is just develop some sort of plan. So handicap step one, figure out your betting plan next, and then write it all down and take notes. And you, after a while, you start getting the hang of it. You start seeing where you're successful and where you're not. And then you adjust on the way. But the good thing is it takes the gut out of it. And that's what the algorithms serve, right? You're going to get an unbiased opinion or an approach rather every single race. And that helps. If you're in a slump, for whatever reason, you can refer back to that. And And again, it's a learning tool and you can I mean, I could really dive into the, to the betting process and what we offer. We have the hit percentages on both Insight and the app. You can go to the App Store for Android or Apple and download our app also, and you'll get the algorithms. And the hit percentages are in there. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe to us, you get the ROI reports also. So you can see and you can really hone in, let's say, a stakes race on dirt, at Belmont has is ROI positive you know, 30% or such. And then as you become more experienced, you could really dive into that, but just starting it, it's it, to get your toes in and, and see the game and understand the dynamics. Yeah, that's a good place to start and just keep it simple.
0: Would, is there anything you'd avoid for people just starting out tr- should they jump right into like trifectas, exactas? And- <laughs> I, I get friends of mine that call me. They're like, ah, oh, we're
2: going to do trifecta boxes all day, yeah. right? I'm like, all right, slow down, Johnny. Not today. Um, I would take it slow. It just win bets, maybe win place. If you like two horses, I do like dutching a win bet. And if you're not familiar with dutching, it's say like you have 10 bucks, you'll put $3 on one horse, $7 on the other. And if either one wins, the payout is relatively the same.
0: Is it, well, it's a little bit harder to Dutch with uh, paramutual betting, isn't it?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> See, it, now my hot gases are going to start okay. coming out. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and the, the New York accent is here. <laughs> so, uh, Arch, I know we, sp- we spoke about fixed odds. And yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're in a situation where you can get fixed odds, I mean, I, I'll take that any day. And I think that's something that horse racing needs to at least try. At least get there, right? Because one of the, one of the questions I get all the time when someone's new is, if I bet let's say, if I bet essential quality in the Kentucky Derby, if I lay hundred on him, how much am I going to get back? I'm like, and then I get into the whole, well, you know, he's he's three to one now, but I don't know. He may get bet down to nine to five. He's going to be the favorite. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, if you tell me I bet 100, can I get back 300? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it depends because it's all parimutuel. And in a fixed-odd situation, obviously, you wouldn't have that, which I would prefer. Is it possible to get fixed odds in North America? I don't, I, I don't think you could get it in America at this time. I mean, no. I mean, is I, I there a like,
0: path for us to go from here we are right now, paramutuals, <laughs> to getting to fixed odds one day?
2: I would hope so. I think New Jersey or at least Monmouth is trying to get there. I think they're the closest and I hope they do, you know, because I see a situation where there'll be, they'll like with sports betting becoming legal in all of these States now and the ability to just go on an app and make a bet. I think you'll have, I'd like to see something where it's synonymous where Let's say it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I know the Mets are playing at 105. I'm a Mets fan. I'm going to bet the Mets, right? Then at 110, I see the Yankees playing. I can't bet the Yankees because I'm a Mets fan, so I'm going to bet <laughs> the Yankees to lose. And then at 120 is the first post at Belmont 10 minutes later, and I see that, and I'm like, hey, I have two M2P in my pocket. The top pick is, going, is getting me uh, four to one fixed odds, hits at 32%. At four to one, I'm going to take that bet. And I think if these sports books or, or tracks, if there's some sort of implementation into that, horse racing will get some more exposure. You'll see more people interested in it. You'll get more money. You'll get more new money probably, which is a good thing. You know, but there's a lot on the back end why it doesn't happen, and you know, I'm not an expert. I just know it's federally protected, and different states have different rules. Different tracks have different different rules, et cetera. So it's tough to get all of that on the same page, but I I hope there's a day soon.
0: Yeah. Is there anything we can do to help kick the can down the road? Should we be emailing our senators? (laughs) Exactly. Email, call your senators.
2: Yes. Whatever you got to do. Call, call my cousin Vinny, who knows someone (laughs) that, you know, will will pull some strings.
0: Tell them we need fixed odds now. (laughs) That's where your focus needs to be. Right. Look, I like fixed odds for, for win bets.
2: Right, And it just keeps it simple. It's easier that way. Maybe you raise the minimum bet or whatever you have to do to make that happen. But power mutual betting for pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, I think that's okay. Because then there's some structure with your tickets. As you become more experienced, you'll start structuring your tickets. um, And there's a little bit of game theory involved. So that's cool.
0: You want to go into that at all? Structuring your ticket? Uh, Let's see. How How would you you go about structuring a ticket?
2: There's so we typically show what, you know, an exact box is a three horse or a four horse trifecta box, right? And that's just for representation. But as you start getting the hang of betting and wagering and horse racing, you can, let's say you have a, a you like three horses in that race, maybe one more than the other two. You know, the, the easiest thing you can do is a three horse exact box, right? For $2, which is a $12 bet. Meaning of the three horses, two of them have to come first or second. But uh, alternatively, and which is probably better, is you can take one horse in those three that you really like and key that horse on top, meaning that horse has to come in first. And then the other two you play second. And what that does is it takes your bet from a $12 bet to a $4 bet and you also have a little bit of a stronger opinion on it. And, and that's good. You do that. So if there's 10 races, you bet, you know, 12 bucks a race, that's 120. But if you structure it a little bit, you'll knock that down to 40 bucks. And that's a good thing. And then you take the other 60 or whatever change or 80, uh, you know, whatever it is. I can't do math because it's late at night right now. <laughs> uh, whatever the difference is, you know, take your wife out to dinner. There you go go <laughs> put it on, go put or it or put
0: it on red. Go put it on red if you're looking for love.
2: Yeah, looking for love. Put it on red. Exactly. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Saxy Maxie here. Do you want your hairy bits to be as smooth and sensual as the sounds you're hearing right now? Then you need to get manscaped. Order yourself a Lawnmower 3.0 and get a precise shave every time. The Lawnmower 3.0 is Manscaped's third duh, generation trimmer, featuring a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce cutting up your man zone. This thing may be as powerful as Sex Panther's cologne.
0: I've got stuff.
1: Prada.
2: Dr. Dio. But your balls won't have anything to worry about. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the right job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
0: you kind of want to shy away from Exactus trifectus, trifectas. Maybe when you're first starting out, is there anything else we should watch out for? Not do, you know, a lot of people uh, advocate bridge jumpers, you know, just, uh, you know, Oh, he's a massive favorite. I'm going to show bet him because I know it's going to come back to 10. Should we, should we avoid that or no, not, not really. If
2: you're getting, if you're getting value on a show bet, you know, go for it. Right. And a show bet is beneficial when it's really beneficial. If you think the favorite is going to finish off the board. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, in some cases, yeah, go for it. But again, starting out, I would just keep it simple. You don't have to go crazy doing exactas and trifectas. Uh just win bets or maybe you want to do a daily double, which is you pick the winner in consecutive races. Oh, that
0: that's a breeze, huh? Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Piece of cake. I do it all the time. and yeah, but... <laughs> you know. I go perfect every day. <laughs> yeah. Is are there any tracks you like better than others? You feel like you maybe have a handle on a certain track better? Maybe the New York tracks just because I'm here. Um, But not really.
2: You know, I try to play where I can, but I'm more of a New York, New York or Naira type circuit kind of guy. So I just, I just stay there. And I, I also, if you are getting into racing or you want to try stick to one track, that's that helps. Otherwise your your brain will start, you know, going all over the place And with the algorithms that we make it so easy that you can jump from track to track. And if you're just doing spot bets, that's great. But at first I'm just, you know, pump the brakes a little bit.
0: And you certainly wouldn't advocate betting every single race that you can. You want to, you want to just pick and pick and choose your spots.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I do this all the time, right? I'll handicap a whole card or I'll go through it and you know maybe there's only like 3 or 4 races i like or 3 or 4 races where you know i think i think i'll have a shot at getting the odds i need or a strong exacta i'll play or something like that and that's it and look there's nothing wrong with passing you know just move on yeah and and, and there's nothing wrong with that you know so yeah i would you don't have to bet every race if you don't like it if you don't feel confident don't bet it um but don't like don't bet your gut Right. Like if you have a hunch that race or something like that, I would stay away from it, even though people do it all the time. You know, <laughs>
0: that's easier said than done.
2: Yeah. They see a horse that for whatever reason, you know, you know, the name is like uh, uh, graduation day <clears throat> or something. And they graduated college five years ago to the day. And at that point they, you know, someone thinks that they're having some sort of cosmic experience where they need to sell all their Bitcoin and bet that horse just because of the name.
0: <laughs> so, Shy away from selling all your Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. That's do cool. not sell all of your Bitcoin, please. <laughs> you should give some love to the Maryland parks, man, because you guys were doing pretty well at Laurel Park. Whew. You were hitting quite nice at Laurel Park this weekend. Yeah,
2: I haven't. I haven't checked the, the reports yet. I hope you. Uh, I hope you played and made some money, though.
0: Yeah, I did. You guys are subsidizing some of my god awful NBA action right now.
2: So. <laughs> Or, I, I mean, I've been listening to you guys. I know in horse racing, you can't do like the, the $10 and 67 cent bet that no, you do. No, so no. I hope it's, I hope two M2P is making it up for yeah,
0: you. We're doing, I'm doing okay over there. I get the fixed right. odds. So, you know, I'm calculating down to the penny when I'm getting back. So well,
2: there yeah. you go. I, I love that. I mean, I get, I get a trip because we don't have fixed odds here. Right. So we'll watch the race. And like you said before, if it's, it's teetering three to one, Right. It goes, it notches a two to one. And then at post time, it's at three to one. And then you start sweating because you don't know whether or not to pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. And then it says three to one, you think you've got it. The, the race goes off. They reach, they reach the first call and the odds are down to eight to five. And you're like, Oh my God, my horse just got slammed at the gate. And something that was probably a, a decent or a good bet is, uh, you, know, you got to take that one on the chin. That's like slippage.
0: <laughs> yeah, damn. Uh, you know, people always talk about like, uh, you know, the, I don't know, not mafia, but the, the wise guys, you know, playing around, betting up horses to change the odds and then canceling their bet at the last second. Does that really go on a bunch?
2: Oh, geez. Uh, are you asking me? Because I have a, uh, an Italian accent or something. No,
0: no. I'm not racially profiling <laughs> no, you kidding. at all.
2: I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure it does. Maybe I, I, I just don't know.
0: It, it seems a little bit more mythic at this point than actual reality.
2: Yeah. You always see the tweets like somebody new, right? Where you see a, a 12 to one get bet down so heavily, yeah. you get the somebody new, but who knows?
0: Do you think they know on the ground? Do you think like after the, you know, after dealing with the horses, maybe, you know, some of the people at the staff at the track have a good feel for which horse is going to. Uh, maybe if you, you know, you're there all the time. You, you could pick up on things. Maybe you're picking
2: up on something where the horses are warming up. And, and you just see, you know, that horse is just not riding right or, or, or something that you probably wouldn't be able to see on TV.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That, that brings me into my next point. Let's just, you know, let's pretend I'm at the track. I've done my handicapping, either myself or two minutes to post, probably just two minutes to post. <laughs> I'm looking at the tote board and the odds are just not going the way that I, I'd expect. Mm-hmm. Should, I mean, should we panic? Should we modify if we see some overlays or underlays coming in? Uh, see, this... In that situation,
2: like I said before, it's good to have a plan right so if you laid out your bets for the day if if that was let's say you're you're picking one horse that race and he's getting bet down heavily, and it's probably not a good like value bet, and you just pass you pass on it's tough to pass at the track because at some point you have to make your bet on the spot right yeah so you know you try to wait as close as you can till till the race goes off at the track but uh, you know, as long as you have a plan, sometimes you just pass. Or if you have two horses that race, let's say you bet one of them and don't bet the other. What if, yeah. What if another horse? What if
0: another horse is just like his odds are plummeting? Would you would you panic at all, or would you say, screw it, I'm getting better value on my two horses? Uh, if if I had a few horses I liked in that race, yeah, so I have two, but I see a third horse. Is his odds are plummeting. It looks like everybody. I'm looking at the you know the wind pool and it looks like everybody's betting this guy is that a panic button yeah, I, I mean it, i i would do that see that's where i would look at my algorithm right and if i know the hit
2: percentage if if i see let's see the third it's the probably third choice fourth choice i usually look for like an eight to one there and geez if, if i'm getting more than that then yeah i would i would alter course okay and make that
0: very good very cool mm-hmm. we talk we talk about the how it moves do you think there's any predictability in the way it moves like could we possibly, is this is this just an insane, project out how like a six to five might be doing at Parks on a Tuesday? Can can we actually, you think we can anticipate that given, you know, what we know? Uh, I past- feel like I've seen it
2: somewhere. I would like to. I'd I, I like to get to that point where I, I think what I read was that anything under five to one typically will go down a little bit. And anything over five to one will typically go a little bit north of that but i mean again if, if there's scratches that are involved things can get th- things can get messy is uh, that
0: in, is that in the works at uh, two minutes to post like a little projection of how the how the closing <laughs> line is going to be arch i
2: have so many things that are on cue <laughs> i I, <laughs> I can't even i can't even go into it but that's one thing you know that we'd like to do something maybe with with some more ai depending uh, on some some data that we receive and, and whatnot but there are so many things that i'm looking at and are some of our customers and our fans write to us about doing things and and they are tremendous they're so supportive <clears throat> and if we can help them we will if, if they're looking for something and we can make it happen we will so we always look and, and if we can do something with a projection on odds you know we'll get there one day
0: nice nice yeah this is you know. purely anecdotal on my part, but I've noticed that two minutes to post, I'll just, I'll just zero into you. You guys do really well in the early races. And then as, as the day goes on, it seems to get a little bit more, um, uh, I don't know what to call variants, a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to handicap the horses correctly. I don't know. Is that a, is that a,
2: do you know, sometimes I feel like that. And I looked into that yeah.
0: this past weekend because I, I, I was curious
2: as well. And there, There's nothing – believe it or not, there's there's nothing there. Really? It's, yeah. I, I swear because I usually – I mean Aqueduct is going on in, in New York right now. And this past Sunday, like the, the pick six was in the top two straight through. Mm. Right right there. And I, of course I didn't bet it. <laughs> of course I didn't. <laughs> you know, because that's just, that's just the way it is. But it was right there. And then I looked at the data – at least at Aqueduct, cause I just pulled that track and was curious. But yeah. there, it, it's it's just maybe the way the, the race card was set up that day. But there is, um, unfortunately, we do hit throughout the card. Sometimes better earlier on, or sometimes later in the day.
0: We had a chat beforehand. This is he's giving me an answer I wasn't expecting. He had a totally different answer when we were just chatting. I'm just I did. That's yeah. why I looked it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I looked it up because <laughs> I noticed the same thing
2: and sometimes. If I'm betting and I win earlier on in the card, I'll stop for the day. Oh, yeah. It's a psyche thing. I like to see my ROI meter green, and I'm like, okay, I'm good today. I can you know go to the barbecue and not sweat out for, for six more races.
0: Oh, I'm with you 100%. I say, okay, Andrew covered my Orlando Magic bet today, so I'm good to go. I can, I can, I can take a breather. So yeah, is, is exactly. It, we're at the track. Is there a particular time we should place our bet? Do you want to wait, like, you know, as soon as we can, or do you want to wait to maybe like two minutes to post?
2: Yeah, exactly. Two minutes to post. That's the name.
0: <laughs> but, I mean,
2: the later the better, obviously. Or if you have a plan where your bets are not really, con- I mean, if you're playing a pick four or pick five and and things like that. You'll probably spend a lot of time structuring the ticket and, and you can lay that in really at any time. But if you're looking at win bets and you're dealing with paramutuals, the later, the better. Good thing is we have ADWs now where you can, you don't need to go to the ticket booth. You can just place the bet on your phone quickly. So
0: I love that. And you can be part of the money that's not being seen on the tote board and really fuck over the people at the track. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: But, I mean, some people do like paramutual bets. And this is, again, my personal opinion because there's, there's sport to it, right? It's paramutual, so it's not you versus the track in horse racing. It's you versus everyone else. So there's, some, there, there's definitely pride in handicapping and how you approach things. And if you know something that someone doesn't, like you get the call from Vinny where your horse is, you know, 30 degrees below Celsius <laughs> – and 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 you change course, but there's something there's something there. But again, I would prefer fixed dots, At least there, and at least
0: I think horse racing should try it. I should try it. I agree, hundred percent. What, uh, what about cycles? I mean, so many handicappers are, are are just in love with this horse's cycling. You know, he's cycling up, he's cycling down. Are you a big believer <laughs> in cycles? Does it go into the algorithm much? It,
2: it cycles not necessarily it may pick up on a trend but more we're more so i think recency is important and recency meaning how are the horses running of of recent right their most recent races so i I think that would probably tell you a little bit more because you never know the trainer's intentions and you could try to make your assumptions and everything like that but it gets a little nitty-gritty and i'd rather just put it on how they're racing as of recent And then you can make conclusions because you can see is a horse going from a sprint to a route? Are they stretching out? Are they shortening up? What did he, what what did that horse do the last race? Uh, Was it a bad race? Right. Was there an excuse for it? And you know, speaking of excuses, that's kind of how I handicap is obviously I have the algorithms, right? (laughs) And, what you can do that can help is be, I guess they call it like an excuse handicapper, where you find reasons not to bet a horse. And when you do that, it's almost like a process of elimination. It makes it a lot easier to find a horse that wins.
0: Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Can you give an example or two about what you might look for to not bet a horse? Yeah. So I know people out there, they say you bet the horse, you don't bet the jockey,
2: right? Right. That's fine. Handicapping is totally subjective. That's your opinion. If I like a horse and I have a low win percentage jockey on it, we call it like seven percent. You know, he's been, he's he's raced three hundred times this year. He wins seven percent of the time. I'm probably not going to make that bet. If I'm looking on a race to race basis, right? I, I just I'm not that confident in it. And it obviously mean, shows those jockeys probably win once a day in reality. So. Which is not, yeah, yes. it, just,
0: it just won't win the race that you bet on with him, that's for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but like, I look for things like that, you know, unless there's just a horse you just can't pass for whatever reason, you know, you just can't pass it um, and, and you have to bet it. But that, and that happens. But if you do it that way, it makes – you'll have a little bit more clarity, at least in my opinion, on where, you know, the algorithms will tell you where to look, you have our data, then you can make your own conclusions – And you can, at least you can say, okay, these five horses are not going to win. And then you can hone in on those other five. I gotcha. Trainers
0: are trainers, a big factor. You think? Yeah.
2: Sometimes, sometimes you get a trainer that's, uh, you know, wins 40% going sprint to route. Let's say, for example, Uh, that's enough for me to say, okay, I I may put a little bet on that, but absolutely. I mean, the trainers, they train the horse. Okay, and they're entering them in the race for a reason, and you know there's definitely something there, and at least that's what that's what I like to look for.
0: Anything else you need to impart? Any more wisdom you need to drop? I, on I, I honestly just just give it a shot.
2: It's horse racing is awesome, and when you get into it, you you will see. I guarantee it that you'll start enjoying it. And if you're if you're on the edge, you don't necessarily have to make a bet, but you can practice. And see if you like it, because I guarantee you, when you watch that race for let's say a minute or a minute and a half, it's going to be awesome. You get a thrill, right? And as you get into it, you'll you'll start liking it more. You'll picking up more knowledge, and then two weeks go by, and you say, "Okay, I can do this. I'm starting to get my feet, you know, under me." And then, you know, you go to a barbecue. It's a Saturday afternoon, and you put on a horse race. And I guarantee you that some of your friends or whoever you're with are going to, you know, watch the race with you. And they're going to say, you bet it. You're betting today. And you can say, yeah, I'm betting. And then somebody, you you know, all of a sudden they start screaming at your phone and they're watching the horse race and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, someone's in the back doing the Macarena because that's their lucky dance and they hope you win (laughs) and win or lose. Somebody's going to say, when is the next race? Right. And there there is a lot of excitement there yes the learning curves may be steep but i i promise you it's a lot of fun and, and truth be told i think a lot of people do like watching horse racing i i think they do it's just maybe there's something that's whatever is reserving them maybe it may be a, a little too complicated you know that's why we have algorithms to to help you with the handicapping process and we try to neatly lay everything out for you but don't be scared take a shot you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fun, trust me. And plus, the statistics in horse racing are just like baseball, right? You can rattle off stats in baseball. ERA, whip, uh, slugging percentage. You know, how many times DeGrom throws throws 100, 100 pitches this game? And you can make conclusions like that. And, and it's the same thing in horse racing. The stats are there, you, you, but you, you just got to learn them. And you will, if you're interested. You certainly will.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. I can attest to that. You know, I, I had never really been a, a horse racing fan until I went to this little track up here where I live. It's a little nothing track that I'm sure Andrew doesn't even know where it is if I told him the name of it. But it, it's just, yeah, I got hooked, though. It's like, well, this is really fun. This is really cool. Any final thoughts, Andrew? And no, Not necessarily. I hope I hope I wasn't
2: too fast for anybody. No. Um, you know, if, uh, like I said, if anyone has any questions, feel free to email us uh, yeah. at info at com. You know, we hope you see you. We know that. If you're getting into it you'll certainly like it and you know we look forward to hearing from you and that's really it Arch thanks for having me on I hope I was I again I hope I was clear if you need me to clarify anything
0: no no I think you were I think you were great Let me know
2: sometimes I talk too fast because I get so excited
0: oh no you didn't talk too fast you know we got a guy on you know our our normal podcast uh, from New Jersey so he talks fast oh, yeah. and he's got the attitude because it's little man syndrome he's not in New York so
2: oh boy yeah. <laughs> Is, is he going to hear that now? Oh, he'll hear that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come on,
0: we know he wishes he was a New Yorker.
2: Uh, you, you said that, not me.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.